Welcome to Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm Heidi, certified hypnotist and mindset coach, and in this podcast, I'm breaking down my secret code for midlife success. Are you trying to overcome people-pleasing behaviors, navigating divorce, living in debilitating self-doubt, or something else keeping you stuck? You're in the right place. I know that you're ready to get to the next level of your life feeling happy and fulfilled, so let's get started. Hey there, happy 2024, and welcome to another episode of Mastering Midlife with Heidi. Thank you for listening and following along. I appreciate your support more than you know. I got some absolutely amazing news the week I recorded this episode. The news is that this podcast, Mastering Midlife with Heidi, is ranked in the top 10% globally of all podcasts. In the top 10% of over 3.2 million podcasts worldwide, this rating is based on the listen score. So when I say thank you for listening, it comes from the very bottom of my heart. I couldn't be more proud of what I've created in the last 11 months, and I'm so excited to continue bringing you free, great content in 2024. Stay tuned for guest interviews and more. As always, if something resonates with you in this episode, please pass it along to a friend to help me reach more people. This matters now more than ever because it's one way we together can create a more peaceful, loving world. And now on with the show. Ever found yourself in the cycle of New Year's resolutions going all gung-ho on changing something in your life but ending up in deja vu and disappointment? Have you ever wondered if you should even bother to set New Year's resolutions because you know you won't keep them? Ever ask yourself, why do I do that? Why do I procrastinate or emotional eat or sit down to watch one show and end up binging for hours on Netflix? If so, you're going to want to keep listening. We all want to start the new year feeling empowered, not disappointed in ourselves. The good news is that with some adjustments, you can. In today's episode, I'm giving you three science-based reasons why it's been hard up until now to get change through resolutions and why 92% of resolutions fail. Find out what to do instead. I'll walk you through how to say goodbye to resolutions that run on willpower alone and hello to a way that actually works. Plus, I'm going to guide you through a few simple steps you can take to make sure you're harnessing the power of your subconscious mind so that it supports you in creating any changes you want to make in your life. Stay tuned to the very end because I'll give you the ultimate secret to stopping any behavior you don't want and keeping the resolutions you make to yourself. This is going to change your life, making it easier to stick to an eating plan, work out regularly, take time for yourself without guilt, deepen your relationships, set boundaries with ease, make more money, or create any change you're desiring to make. By the end of this episode, you'll be armed with the knowledge and tools to start living a healthier, happier, more relaxed life today. And you'll know how you can be in the 8% of people whose resolutions stick. Ready? Let's dive in. This episode releases on New Year's Day, a day when millions of people decide they are going to change for the better and it lasts a couple of weeks. We dream of letting go of our past to make the life we've always dreamed of, 
a life full of energy and fun where we feel strong and peaceful, happy and fulfilled? There's nothing much more satisfying to me than a clean slate, a chance to start fresh. And that's what January 1 represents for most of us every year. We're ready to let go of all that crap from the past and take the world by storm, creating everything we've ever wanted in our life. But statistics show that a mere 8% of us actually do take the world by storm. If you're in the 92% who have lofty goals on January 1st and then are beating yourself up by January 31st, I'm going to share with you three reasons you may not know about how you set yourself up for your brain to work against you and your lofty goals. Before I go into the reasons, let me geek out a bit on how your mind actually works. You have your conscious mind, which is what you're using to listen to me right now. The conscious mind includes everything you're currently aware of and actively thinking about. It plays a role in decision-making and reasoning. It's where your willpower resides. If you think of an iceberg, it's the top part that's showing above the water, which, as we know, is a very small part of the overall iceberg, only about 5%. That's why when they say it's just the tip of the iceberg, we know there's so much more below. So that's your conscious mind. It makes up only 5% of the total. Only 5% of how your day goes and who you are comes from your conscious mind. Remember, your willpower resides in your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind is all the rest of the iceberg that's below the water, the part you can't see. It's making up the remaining 95% of who you are. It's where your experiences, emotions, beliefs, stories, habits, and all information is stored. Your subconscious mind operates on autopilot. This is very important to recognize because if the subconscious mind makes up 95% of who you are and what you do, and it runs automatically, This means that 95% of your behaviors happen as a pattern, not from you consciously choosing to do that behavior. Isn't that fascinating? You're actually not choosing to do most of the behaviors you do, 95% of them to be exact. 95% of what you do every day, you are not consciously choosing to do. Wow, does this open up anything for you? No wonder we struggle to keep our resolutions, right? This is because most of us try to willpower our way through to get the change that we want. And remember where willpower resides. In the conscious mind, the very tip of the iceberg, the 5%. 5% will never outperform 95%. You cannot outperform your subconscious mind. It's not possible. The 95% wins every time which means that your willpower does not work. Trying to think and power your way through to a solution will not work. Your subconscious is in the driver's seat of your life. The subconscious also wants to conserve energy, so it creates habits and patterns of things you do or say repetitively in order to not have to waste energy recreating the wheel every time. It puts things on autopilot as quickly as it can as a way to save energy. These are neural pathways that get built in the brain. Now that we have that info about the conscious and subconscious and what's running the show, here are three ways you set yourself up for your mind to work against you 
and your resolutions. Number one, you've tried before. Wait, what does that mean? When you try something new and then stop doing it because it becomes difficult, inconvenient, or your self-doubt takes over, you're training your brain that you don't stick with things. When you repeat this start-stop behavior over time, your brain remembers that, and then it makes it more difficult to stick with new projects, hobbies, etc. the next time. And this includes resolutions. You've trained your brain to think that stopping is acceptable, and even more than that, that stopping is what you do, who you are. Remember that your mind wants to conserve energy, so you've created a habit of not completing things, and that habit is now programmed in your subconscious. This habit results in loss of self-confidence, and it becomes a vicious cycle that gets more and more frustrating each time you attempt to start something new. In the book Atomic Habits, James Clear says, every action you take is a vote for the person you want to become. So if that action is starting and then stopping things, You're creating the habit of doing this, and as we now know, habits are in the subconscious, and these habits will run automatically. You might not even realize you're in a start-stop pattern because it's so automatic. It's like getting in your car and putting on your seatbelt. Do you consciously tell yourself, okay, I need to put on my seatbelt now? No, it's on autopilot, right? The second way your mind works against you is by you being 99% committed to making a change. Dang, 99% committed is pretty close to perfect, right? Wrong. 99% committed is still 1% not committed, and that 1% will get you every time. That 1% is your out. It's your, I'll just have one glass. It's your, I'll only press snooze once. It's your, I'll do it first thing tomorrow. It's your hall pass. You think it's your get-out-of-jail-free card, but that 1% is what will make you not stick to your resolutions. That 1% allows your ego, the con man or woman in your head, to tell you that it's okay to slack this one time, that you'll start tomorrow, or you're just not quite ready yet. 99% says you're interested, not committed. I did a yoga challenge a few years ago. The challenge was 30 hot yoga classes in 30 days. Every day I had to do a 90-minute class to complete the challenge. This is 90 minutes in 104 degrees with 60% humidity, not for the faint of heart, but I completed it. A few months later, I entered a different challenge to complete 40 classes in 60 days. I figured it would be a piece of cake because I didn't have to go every day. I had twice the amount of time to complete almost the same amount of classes. Guess what? The 40 in 60 was so hard. A thousand times harder than 30 days in a row. Why? Because I had an out, a hall pass. If I didn't go to class today, I could always go tomorrow because I had 20 days in 60 to not do yoga. That 1% not committed got me. Before I go into the third way your mind works against you, let's take a short 60-second break to hear from our sponsors. Oh wait, that's me. Do you feel like you've lived your whole life for others and now you don't know the real you? Does it seem like your wants and needs don't matter, like you're not important? If you're saying yes, 
I hear you, I see you, and I've created something just for you. It's called Me First, and it's a community where you'll learn to prioritize your needs and desires, gain confidence and a strong sense of who you are, say no without guilt, and create a life that feels good in your heart without concern about judgment from others. As a member of the Me First community, you'll be among like-minded women all on a journey of self-discovery, and you'll find understanding, friendship, and unwavering support. You'll have guidance through expert-led discussions, guest speakers, and personal coaching. Plus, you'll build a toolkit of resources to help you conquer people-pleasing, critical self-talk, shame, resentment, and more so that you have the freedom to prioritize yourself and live life by your parameters. Join the Me First community as a founding member for exclusive pricing. The program starts soon. Check the episode description for the link. It's time to prioritize you and truly believe that you are important too. Now back to the episode. Welcome back. We're talking about some ways that your subconscious mind affects your resolutions and goals. The third way is because you put all the focus on changing your behavior. Wait, maybe you're saying to yourself, aren't resolutions all about changing behavior? That's what I always thought. You buy new workout clothes, join a gym, and start on a regular workout basis. But you will eventually slide back to your old behaviors of hitting the snooze, skipping workouts to hang out with friends, and saying screw it to healthy eating if you only focus on your behavior. I have a lot of firsthand experience of this. When I was in my 20s, I joined Weight Watchers and lost a lot of weight getting down to my goal. I was 100% committed to this change. However, I didn't know the power of my stories and beliefs, and it wasn't long until I had gained it all back, plus a lot more. I changed my behaviors, but I didn't change my belief about myself, around weight and health. My belief was that I could never look like that, that it wasn't possible for me, someone with my body type. I identified as someone who was overweight. I developed that belief when I was really young through watching my mom try to lose weight and hearing her talk about how hard it was and what a struggle she had. When we're young, our minds are like sponges and take in everything we experience as truth. I experienced through my mom's words and actions that having a healthy body and weight was difficult and frustrating. Therefore, I unconsciously developed body image issues and was self-conscious about how I looked. Now I look back at pictures of me and am so sad about how I beat myself up so much over how I looked. I was a pretty cute kid and I was active and I definitely was not an unhealthy weight. Your identity comes from the stories you tell yourself and your stories reinforce your beliefs. And in the end, the things you want to change about yourself, the behaviors that aren't serving you, will stay the same if your beliefs stay the same. It doesn't matter what you want if your subconscious is not in alignment with what you desire. Oprah says, you don't become what you want, you become what you believe. And that is so true. So what can we do to start getting the changes we want in our life and changes that stick past mid-January? First, stop playing the waiting game. James Clear says, some people spend their entire lives waiting for the time to be right to make an improvement. There is no special time to start creating change. 
Stop waiting until you're ready, or worse yet, for something to force you to make a change. If you're not getting what you want in life, health, happiness, wealth, relationships, then start right now. Draw a line in the sand with yourself and begin immediately on making this change. Putting off making a small change today is not ultimately the behavior that hurts you. It's the repetition of putting it off until tomorrow and then the next day and the day after that. Waiting until next Monday or next month or New Year's. That's what hurts you, the habit of not starting at all and waiting for the right time. So stop waiting. Stop asking why. Tony Robbins said the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask. But typically the questions we ask ourselves start with why and stem from frustration or disappointment. Why do I always procrastinate? Why can't I get control of my money? Why am I so messy? Why did I eat all that crap last night? Why do they keep treating me like that? Why questions actually create defensiveness in ourselves and in others. Think about it. If you ask your kid or partner, why did you do that? You probably notice them starting to come up with reasons and excuses. If you ask yourself the same question, your subconscious is going to give you a justification. It's going to give you a reason. You're going to hear yourself rationalizing why you did it. But that does nothing to make anything different. The bottom line is it doesn't matter why we do something. Knowing why is not going to make something different. It will not create anything in us to want to change. In fact, why reinforces negative aspects and we end up beating ourselves up for why we're doing something. I recently had a session with one of my coaches. Yep, coaches also hire mentors. And I was telling her my frustration with clutter. Confession time. I struggle with keeping paperwork and stuff organized. It can tend to end up on the kitchen counter, on my office floor, and in piles here and there. Random thoughts come to me throughout the day, and many times I'll write them on sticky notes or on a piece of scratch paper to capture them. These random thoughts may also lead me to pull out a book to dive deeper into the new thought, and then sticky notes, random pieces of paper, and books end up strewn about. So I was telling my coach about this, and then I said, why do I do this? Hoping for insight from her. I got her wisdom, just not in the way I was expecting. Her response was that it doesn't matter why I do it. Asking myself why was creating this negative story about it in my head, because my mind was coming up with all sorts of reasons and excuses. This story I was telling myself was making the problem so much bigger than it actually is. And it was causing me to not take any action because the story of it became too overwhelming in my mind. Instead, asking what or how questions encourages us to look at things more constructively and actually can provide solutions. Also, using what or how with others can often lead to more open conversations because the other person doesn't feel the need to defend themselves. The next thing we can do is develop non-negotiables. This means no more 99%. You must be 100% committed to creating a change or the change won't happen. Just like you won't accept certain behavior from people in your life, stop accepting less than behavior from yourself. A non-smoker wouldn't consider smoking. It's non-negotiable. 
Stop negotiating with yourself and start showing up for yourself with 100% integrity and commitment on the things you want different in your life. Stop assuming that what you think is the problem is the actual problem. What you think is your problem is not really the problem. Wait, what? You think it's the clutter or the comfort eating or that extra glass of wine. Those things are not the problem. Those are merely habits. I don't clean up my mess because it's a habit to not clean up. You go to the refrigerator and graze because it's a habit. You drink the rest of the bottle of wine because why leave that little bit in the bottle, right? It's a habit. Our life is run by our habits. Our habits are what's familiar to the mind, and they're on autopilot, remember? So we will revert back to our habits, good or bad, every time. I was focusing on the clutter as the problem, but not putting things away is not the problem. That is merely a habit. The real problem is the thoughts and stories I was telling myself. You tell yourself stories about your perceived issue, and then when you repeat the thoughts and stories over and over to yourself, they become the beliefs you have about who you are. They get stored in the subconscious and then run on autopilot. Your beliefs are what are driving your behaviors, but what you see is the resulting problem that you think is created by your behavior. So you try to change your behavior, and you can try to change your behavior all day long, believe me, I've tried, and you'll bounce back to the way you currently are, to the behavior you currently have. You want to know the ultimate secret to stopping a negative behavior and keeping the resolutions you make? Change the beliefs you have about yourself. If you want something to change in your life, your beliefs about who you think you are must change. It's a scientific fact that you will act according to your beliefs. Your beliefs are in the driver's seat, and where you end up, the outcome you get, is based on what you believe about yourself. Start rewriting your own story today. You are not stuck with the labels you've been given and the stories you've been telling yourself about yourself. I love asking my clients this question. If you woke up tomorrow and couldn't remember anything about your past, who would you create yourself to be? Your past has absolutely no bearing on who you are today, so stop looking in the rearview mirror. I understand it can be scary or unnerving to uncover beliefs and stories that are lurking in the shadows. But without that knowledge, you have absolutely no power to change anything in your life. Once you've discovered the limits you've been putting on yourself unconsciously, right? We don't purposely limit ourselves. That all comes from the subconscious. But once you realize these limits that are there from your past, you can reframe any limiting label and create version 2.0 of yourself and then start living your life from that version today. Again, ask yourself, who would I create myself to be if I couldn't remember anything of my past? No hurts, no mistakes, no limitations. Who do I want to be? Real change happens when you see yourself differently. How you see yourself is what creates the actions that you take. When your actions match this new identity, you're not trying to change. You're just being the person you already think you are. 
The fastest, most effective, and longest-lasting way to change the limits, stories, and beliefs you have about yourself is through hypnosis. I have seen dramatic changes with my clients in just five 90-minute sessions. Hypnosis is like rocket fuel for transformation. That means in a short time, you'll start seeing changes in your behavior, and in just 10 weeks, you'll have actually created a new neural pathway in your brain that is starting to recognize the new identity you want to embody. You'll have new thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors in the area that you maybe have been trying to change for years. Stop waiting until it's New Year's or you're ready or the stars align just right to make a change. Start changing the patterns and limits that you learned unconsciously by taking baby steps. You can create new outcomes and results by shifting yourself in a different direction, 1% every day. And I'm here to guide you. If you'd like support on erasing and replacing a limit, belief, or habit you have, let's chat. The call is free and I'll guide you to things that will help, whether that's coaching with me or another avenue. You can also get support through the Me First community that I built. All links are in the episode description. Make sure you're following the show because in an upcoming episode, I'll be celebrating my 61st birthday and the one-year anniversary of this podcast with some special content. I'd love to have you celebrate with me. I'll leave you with this quote by Rumi. Yesterday, I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today, I am wise, so I'm changing myself. Talk to you soon. Thank you for spending time with me today. To continue on your journey of mastering midlife, click the link in the description to download my free guide, 20 Ways to Say No Without Feeling Guilty. See you in the next episode.